Hi, this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother Eric and my boyfriend Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we're here for our 39th episode. We are going to be talking about Betty and Barney Hill, the UFO abduction. Yeah. Come on, put some respect on them. The first. Yes. These are (laughs) like the alumni. The classic. This is the the template, (laughs) if one is to say, of... uh, Basically. Abductions. Yeah. 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 I mean, this, no, is, yeah. this is pretty much going to be like the standard of all abductions going forward from yeah. here on out. So if you guys are not too familiar with this story, Stick remember, around. they they don't have anything to go off. There's there's nothing. No yeah. other story was this is. So I, I will say this, right? Like they did have uh, the outer limits and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, they, sci- there sci-fi was, was in full fledged. Banging. Yeah. Like it was it was coming you know yeah. but uh it was coming the, you know, <laughs> as far as someone taking it to this level yeah, yeah. it's the first so yeah. um so let's just get uh some of our regular things out of the way real quick uh you can find us on uh apple podcast google podcast spotify on podbean and other places uh, you could send in your stories to be read at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Chat Paranormal. Uh, you can also see us on September 18th at the uh, San Antonio Paranormal Fest at the Victoria's Black Swan Inn. Um, Ooh, yeah. Me and Eric will be there. It's going to be a great time. Don't bring cookies, but just bring <laughs> uh, your happy faces. We're going to have some good stuff to to sell and hand out bring those goth baked goods or i uh, want crafts crafts are good too crafts. Yeah. <laughs> stop giving me a list of things that they are not allowed to bring <laughs> they're like perfect just don't, just don't, don't bring just don't oh, bring man. anything for jesse <laughs> i can't wait till we become like popular enough to be like presenters at some of these like fests and stuff and then you get goth lady bras and undergarments thrown at us no Woo-woo. I feel like just as an adult. As are you going to tell them not to wear undergarments now? No, as an adult, a responsible goth lady is not going to be I was throwing to say, her girl, expensive ass lingerie. Are expensive. So, yeah. It's like that would not happen. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry to burst your bubble. Also, to throw that in there, um, we got a birthday girl, Jen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yes. Ooh, big 33. Congratulations. I had to Google it. Or not Google it. I had to use the calculator yesterday. <laughs> hey, I thought, how old am don't I? Don't feel bad. I, I have to do it every year. I stopped counting, I think, at 25. Yeah. I don't... I had it in my Instagram bio for a while so that I could just go refer back to it. <laughs> my, my mom asks me every single time. So I was like, I don't keep count because I don't want to know and I don't care. Uh, yeah, I I'm, well, I don't keep count because I I don't care, but that's because I don't care to remember. Yeah, it's like, just, just like I still feel like a spring chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, so I know for sure, Eric, you have a good creepy update yes man my punk ass little boy scaring me at fucking six <laughs> o'clock in the goddamn morning Unwillingly, jesus christ this and was in, unintentional how old yeah, is this little man. boy three years old all right little punk ass tell, tell us your creepy update <laughs> so and uh, so, okay so i i know y'all can attest to how how vocal he is he's, he's very articulate yes he's, yeah, he's very he's smart he's a very nice young Young man, he's, he's a young sweet. chap. Yeah, he's a sweet little chicken. Yeah, he's he's, he he's pretty dapper with his new haircut now and yeah. stuff. He looks like Luca. <laughs> I I think he looks like uh the dude from the IT crowd. Uh, 
What? Oh, uh, is it Moz? Or is it? The, the curly-haired one with the glasses. From where? From the IT crowd. The the one that they're all like, oh, I like your glasses. They're not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. We, we, we call him because he, he does uh, like Paw Patrol, so we call him the, the kid from there because oh. he has the same uh, yeah, fucking yeah, haircut yeah. and shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, this is 6 o'clock in the morning, right? Mind you. And this little motherfucker comes up to me and he tells me, Dada, we need flashlights, right? And I'm, I tell him, well, why do we need flashlights, son? Like, quest. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And I'm like, okay, son, why do we need flashlights? And he goes, well, because it's so dark. And I was like, well, yeah, it's nighttime, right? Like, it, it's dark. And he says, yeah, I got up and I went to the window and I look outside and I see a big bird. And I was like, so you saw a big bird outside? And he was like, yeah. It told me to come outside. And I was like, wait, like you saw a bird or was it a man? And he said, no, Dada, it was a bird. It flapped its wings and it fly away. Oh, my God. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What in the Dr. Doolittle is going on? <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I, I was just dumb. I was floored by his description. And uh, just to cue in people from... Uh, might not be yeah hispanics or something we have a very strong uh tale here of uh, the lechuza which we have talked about in the past yes we have if you you archive our stuff uh yeah so of course that immediately throws a bunch of (laughs) red flags yeah Yeah. and that's it that's what i told my sister i was texting her i was like fucking lechuza wants my kid for (laughs) real like fuck man as soon as i read that like i literally was like fucking screaming i waited to this time to tell her that um it's an accustomed belief Uh uh for certain hispanic heritages that their hair is grown out Uh uh-huh up until their maturity uh-huh. to keep stuff like that away. So if it's cut before, whoa, um, and they don't have curly hair, curly hair and your veins being crossed at your wrist means what you're the hell? protected against uh, wow. any kind of like sorcery. Now we're all like, looking at our yeah. veins. <laughs> yeah, because um, I remember um, I was young and same thing. My hair was grown out and yeah, yeah. Uh, they were having this discussion. I would hear my grandparents, and they're like, "Well, cut his fucking hair." And they're like, "You know, well, not like that in Spanish, you know, yeah. cut his hair, blah blah." And uh, they were like, "Well, no, because we don't want anything bad to happen to him." And I was like, well, "What? What's gonna happen?" <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I think that people should know that Eric's kids are are usually the long haired babies in the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah. The, the, that's what I said. They they recently went through like a haircut, and yeah. that's the yeah. first thing that popped into my head because I'm superstitious. Now, now that I know this, I'm gonna go to Eva and accuse her. Like Wait, you're trying to get I my kids. I have a question. Eaten. Yes. Did you go outside his window to see if there was anything out there? So I have a camera right there, uh-huh. right? And this is why. I I, I had mentioned to you, I was like, maybe it was a dream, right? But I did check the cameras and there was no activity at night because I have them set up to where they trigger. Uh, so, Motion uh, yeah, at right. night uh-huh. and then uh, with the geofencing whole technology, I don't want to get geeky, but like as soon as we leave a certain uh, area from our house, it automatically triggers to start watching the house. Oh. So anyways... Uh, I do have them on and active to trigger when there's motion or sound caught uh, in those areas. And there's one right there where his window is, did right? You, looking at the did side you of the house. Any of his hair? 
I did. Okay. okay. Uh, put a strand in the Ziploc bag, hang it outside the window, and if it's gone the next day, that means there's something is really trying to get them. Holy oh, shit. That gave me a shiver. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Wow. I would think that would be amazing for our IG account. And I, yeah, I, like, I let promise. me test this out yeah, with my I, child. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. I, I solemnly swear that I will not tamper with this. And if it by some strange account, because I think I've mentioned before, I'm the skeptic of the, of if it the does group. Get taken away, all you gotta do is, uh, what? I'm just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> like I, I promise you, I, I am the skeptic of this group. So if something does genuinely happen to that hair, I'm going to take it as like, okay, there's possibly well, some truth to this. I, I would do that because I was essentially chased by something for a long time. Wow. So I would have my hair really, really long. And then after it got really bad, I would shave it completely. I would just go bald. So do I have to do anything with this hair? Do I got to no, like no, add olive oil or no, no, no. anything so like that? I literally would shave my whole head, Okay, put it all in a bag and like leave it like in some crazy outskirt area scatter it and whatever was after me would literally be in that area for okay. a long time trying to like until i guess the hair either i guess disintegrated or like it became something where like it was in the scent or whatever it is yeah. that you have on there is gone and then it comes back like oh you're over there no shit so, so i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna i'm gonna document it and we're see, gonna Jen's see flash, what's going Jen's on flashing back to every single time when she's like why did he shave his head for no fucking reason <laughs> the only re- remember the one that i remember is because you knowingly and let somebody pepper spray you in the face yeah, and but, it was in your hair yeah well it was in my hair but i still stayed with it for like a long time but then i was like this is the perfect chance like yeah. i already have uh chemicals in there i might as well shave it right now but yeah. i i would go through those phases where i would let my hair grow out yeah, extremely yeah, long yeah. and then i would just go scatter it somewhere uh, else damn does that work ab- against like crazy exes and shit uh no because then they have your dna <laughs> god damn it <laughs> then they have your dna but uh yeah, I am totally because, you know, one of the other things, because I, I pass by like three botanicas on my way home, like yeah, all just, the time. Just on that one street alone. Yeah, on, on Pleasanton, it, just mm-hmm. alone. It, it just depends on uh, which one you go to. Uh, uh, Guajardo is a different, mm-hmm. That that's the one, that's like a warehouse next to the gas station. Yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah. Guajardo. I've been to Guajardo. Guajardo is like a, they're legit. They'll help okay. you out with all your needs. Well, um, so my what I wanted to do was uh, I'm pretty sure that maybe some of the older and who 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 operates those are those brujas and brujos or are those curanderos and curanderas. Okay, so <laughs> like, what's the difference? I I really don't know the difference okay. between the two. So uh, a a curandero is essentially just a medicine man. What okay. he does okay. is he uh, helps you with. Uh, illnesses uh, bad dreams i guess he does all the humanitarian work okay uh bruja and brujo uh-huh. they have to have one foot in like the so supernatural savory, in not so yeah. savory stuff okay. so a curandero can have what you would call like a a, a familiar uh-huh. depending on what what they're following if they're following santeria or okay. any other kind of stuff but when you go into the other stuff um do you go to flea markets a lot? Yeah, yeah, okay, of course. So the way you'll be able to tell when somebody's under, they have multiple colored beads. Okay. Like, it's going to be green, blue, red, white, and it's just like a multi-facet. Or they're either uh-huh. all dressed in white. Uh, it's just... I, 
it's a whole another different subject from what we're straying off. And, and and this is completely fucking interesting to me because and this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to try to reach out because, like I said, I'm pretty sure maybe some of the older generations that practice this stuff probably wouldn't be open to discussing it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to reach out to maybe a, a, a newer generation of bruja or brujo or curandero or curandera and see if maybe they want to talk about it. Open. To, There's, no, um, actually... They're very open about it. Yeah? It's, it's never it's never a taboo subject to talk oh, about. Oh, okay, it, uh, okay. Because it's essentially a religion. Right, you know, right. You, you have to follow their guidelines. It takes years. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you get the beads are kind of <clears> like uh, what you would do black belts on stuff. Okay, uh, okay. Then you get your own little... Um, El Algua type stuff where he's okay. your little pot that you feed. Um, oh, uh, um, is that a... Oh, my God. I know what that is. If you go to certain houses, it's meant to where you won't be able to tell. It looks like a household plant, but it's very weird looking, mm-hmm. but you don't pay much attention to it. Anyways, you, you go through the whole process of going through the rituals, uh, the dressing all in white, and then they bury you for a little bit, and then you oh, sure. come back out. Okay, um, wow. Yeah, uh, my family's very from that side of it. So I was just talking to Jen when I saw that Netflix movie come out from Catemaco, uh, Veracruz. That's like mm-hmm. the mo- the motherland of it. So Okay, all right. I was all like, we got to watch it. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, there's uh, actually a new girl um, that has a shop down from Dad's shop mm-hmm. at the flea market that does tarot card readings. And she oh. actually has her own podcast, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But that... I would say that not in any kind of offensive way or any kind of, but I think that's like, uh, like maybe Wiccan white person. I don't know. Magic, maybe. Okay. Like a, like a, okay. a, a not uh, Hispanic. Like, oh, so like more like a Nordic type thing yeah, or yeah. something. She's she's Hispanic. So. Oh, I I just that's the vibe I get because there's yeah. like a lot. Oh of... no, you're thinking of the the lady I buy my dresses from. No, this is a different girl. <coughs> oh, okay, then yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know that lady. I've never met her. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I mean that was something that I would like to try in the future is actually because I know I had mentioned the tarot card reading, the mm-hmm. palm reading, and stuff like that. But also, you know, brujas and curanderos and stuff. Dude, yeah, stuff dude, like uh, widely known fact for people that study it Celia Cruz was a big, oh yeah yeah, big, yeah. Big, like she every single song that she had was a song to like one of the gods and the spirits and stuff wow. like they're actually like uh, prayers yeah so hey, whenever you hear that bumping out at somebody's house you're like <laughs> you, you either think it's a Celia Cruz fan or like shit like I better be so, careful something's yeah. going on yeah. yeah wow all stemming from a little boy and his dream <laughs> yeah or possible dream so like I said I'm, I'm gonna do the hair thing yeah do the hair uh, thing does it have to be open nah just you, just throw it in a ziplock bag yeah you can throw it in a ziplock bag or you can uh, what I used to do is I used to try uh, tie a string around it uh-huh. and hang it from a certain area and okay. if it gets picked up Oh, you know, shit. it's it taken. It, All uh, right. Usually it, it takes no longer than like three days for it to be. Taken. OK. All right. All yeah. right. All right. I'm going to I'm going to do this. If they can't get to you, uh-huh. uh, that's like the closest like crack that they get to like having yeah. you. Like, wow. And I'm going to send a picture to my sister every day <laughs> so she could post it on the IG account. <laughs> <laughs> She's stressing right now. I really am. <laughs> but anyways, um, Jesus, do you have any uh, creepy updates? Uh, no, not that I can recall. Nothing that'll that'll top that. I mean, <laughs> that's that's like a whole that's a whole another level. That uh, if that would have happened <sighs> to me, I would have been like, 
because uh, he's going through a, my our son's going through a creepy phase. Yeah, um, it's like a fucking understatement. <laughs> he's, he's 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 been like I thought Jack Skellington is cool, but now I like the Corpse Bride. Oh wow, yeah. cool! And uh, he's like Dada, look, and I was like, oh, I know, buddy, <laughs> creepy <laughs> creepy goth girls. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end of you saying. <laughs> Following in the footsteps. Uh-huh. Anyways. Yes. Well, I don't have any uh, creepy updates. So All right. Before we start, is there anything else we would like to add? Uh, only, only that I am seeing our community grow, and I am very appreciative. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Thank you Thank you like, for, for standing for our banter and yeah. unprofessional ways. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy us. Yeah, and thank you. Um, I can't remember his his IG name, but I think his name is Jason. Thank you for recommending the Black Eyed Kids. That's yeah. definitely going to be a yeah. future episode. I think it's not this upcoming episode, but maybe in two or three episodes. We, I don't we, remember. Yeah, two episodes. We two take episodes. it seriously, guys, and, and we really are passionate extent, about clearly. it. We shoot at the hip. We're Texans. You know, we, we're we serious. We love it, but we always shoot at the hip. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just... And I think that's also what we uh, like to, to take very seriously in terms of our, our heritage like we're mexican right yeah. and anybody who wants to join the family man yeah, just like any mexican family you're you're gonna come in and you're gonna be welcomed yeah of course so just don't be shy about it yeah <laughs> yeah we we are loud and we are <laughs> we, yeah, we're drinkers <laughs> we drinkers we drink it so just hard. bring a six-pack and we'll be good <laughs> just don't bring on that goddamn but like <laughs> Yeah. That's going to get uh, ended up. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a Mexican goth? Woo-wee. That's, Sorry. Those are dangerous, bro. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Back on topic. All yes, right. Let's please. go. The spooky update. All right. We're, we're pretty much done with it. All right. <laughs> All right. That was a long one. Yeah. But it was very uh, no, very it informative. Had to, it had yeah. to be long. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was a, good. That's a serious one right there. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So before we go into the story, I do want to share some important information. So, uh, yeah, we did receive a email from one of our listeners. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just basic, basic history that I should have known that we all should have known, really. Yes. But um, clearly we forgot. Uh, my seventh grade history teacher is probably like mad at me still about this. <laughs> we're, the south, we're the South Side baby. We forget yeah, shit. Right right. Um, it, we know history. It's... Or we know grams and. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and dime bags. Come on, man. You can't oh, have gosh. it both ways. <laughs> anyway, so. It's or the just... seasoning for a carne yeah. It's the basic history of the Alamo. Um, and I know that people basic. outside of Texas probably don't know this information so this is why i'm sharing it just because i know we do have quite a few listeners outside of texas so it's just a a tidbit for you if yeah. you ever do decide to come so. down and and um they did bring the alamo along with it but i mean so. they, they did bring the basement along with <laughs> oh it. My God. yeah by more so uh, i mean steak dinner anyway <laughs> um so it doesn't have the actual name it just says silly rabbit so thanks silly rabbit for this information so <laughs> real quick So the short story is the mission was founded in one spot. It basically got flooded out, so they moved it to another spot. Then it was destroyed by a storm, the remnants of a hurricane that had hit the coast. Then they began construction on the site that is now the famous Alamo location. That building collapsed and the last one was started. 
It was never completed, but it was there during the battle. So some notes compiled from some different websites. The mission was established at San Pedro Springs in present-day San Antonio, Texas in 1718. For several years, the mission considered er, consisted of several huts and a small t- stone tower, which were destroyed by a storm in 1724. And mass was celebrated in temporary quarters until the first stone church building was constructed in its current location in about 1744. The building collapsed about 1756. The second stone chapel, begun about 1758 and never completed as a chapel, stands today in Almo Plaza. This structure, restored to to later to its current state, was part of the complex that was the site of a pivotal battle during the Texas Revolution, the Battle of the Alamo in 1836. So, just wanted to share that. Fascinating. Strange how us Texans, we get told this knowledge but then we lose it for mexican elvis <laughs> or i remember or, yeah. how to make <laughs> the, it tequila or george's uh <laughs> george's tacos rocky's tacos <laughs> yeah yeah you know we just like, we have that but Griff, then we have to make Griff's hamburgers, Griff's hamburgers. we have to make you know that kind of <laughs> remember the exact yeah. change for your order <laughs> yeah you know like we, for for a while i did remember like the saying as remember the alamo but then i i started replacing alamo with susia yeah so it was like took a remember part of that chunk, <laughs> it know? just took over just you know <laughs> well anyways again thank you silly rabbit for sharing that yeah. information with he us clearly has this under i know <laughs> you thank- should clearly be on this podcast. i know yeah, please you, come sir. replace me because <laughs> uh <laughs> clearly i'm not bringing anything to this he's all who is fiesta sucia and mexican elvis <laughs> <laughs> These are staples in our community, sir. I'll have you know. He's he's probably very, or he or she is probably very, uh, very versed in all of the San Antonio. He's like, I know. I am Mexican Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait, didn't Mexican Elvis pass? No. No. No, Y'all keep trying to kill Mexican Elvis. He's alive. He prefers to go as Hispanic Elvis. Okay, Hispanic Elvis. But anyways. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you for, for that. Yeah, uh, for that. I will yeah, never I mean, refer to you as Mexican Elvis again. But I know. What? No, Jesus the history Christ. lesson. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Come See, on, already. already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's get into... Betty and Barney Hill. I keep wanting to say Betty and Barney yes. Rubble. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Plenty. I mean, plenty of times while I was doing my research, autocorrect automatically put that in there. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, damn Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, this this is primarily called the Betty and Barney uh, Hill abduction, but it is it has been known as the Hill abduction or the Zeta Reticuli incident. Mm-hmm. Zeta Reticuli. Yes. Very fancy words there. Yeah, big words, big important words. So, I'm just going to go ahead and dive into the story because it is kind of a lengthy one uh in terms of kind of like the the background, the history and everything that goes on here. There's going to be a lot of details that do need to be taken into consideration. There may be a few things that because this all happened in the 60s. So in our time, probably aren't going to comp- fully comprehend why uh, maybe Certain later on. is very impactful because of the, yeah. the, the time difference. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on September 19th, 1961, a couple traveling down a rural New Hampshire road would experience what is now almost a standard for 
extraterrestrial encounters. Betty and Barney Hill would be the first ever documented and widely publicized experience of an alien abduction. Was this really an abduction by the, the Greys, or was this a suppression of memories of a far more traumatic series of events not wanted to be relived? And with that, that is my personal opinion that I'm going to be saving for the end. Okay. Right? I, I have what I like to think is probably one of the more unpopular opinions, but uh-huh. I'll go into the details. Okay. Right? So, before we go into the abduction... I want to get to know the Hills a little bit, and I want to kind of let everyone know who they were. So Betty and Barney were an interracial couple. And like I said, some of these details got to be taken into account because this wasn't the norm back in the yeah, 60s. this is the 60s. Uh, civil rights is still going yep. on. Yep. Well, not even going. It's in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. So Barney was a black man and Betty was a white woman. And I only mention this because it is important to note that while trying to debunk this, there are accounts uh a lot of people had attacked this and said that it was the source of uh, these memories, noting that their psychosis was induced by the stresses of being in an interracial couple. Yeah. Yes. So this union was also very, still very, very illegal in many states. Very taboo. At the time. Yeah. It, it was, it, it still, I mean. Sad to sa- say. Sad, yeah, yeah. Sadly to say. I mean, black men were still being killed because of this uh be- because i yeah. mean of of love you holding, know it yeah. didn't holding, it, it didn't matter a, a white woman's hand yeah yeah i mean yeah as, as, i mean as simple as just looking at yeah. white women sometimes these men would be killed and and right. subjected thought, to violence yeah, and if stuff. they thought it was a, a undertone in their saying hello yeah absolutely know. so uh that's that's the reason why i i emphasize that but this wasn't the case in terms of the couple, right? Because they were in New Hampshire, New York, which was more of the like leaning on the liberal side of these things. So for the most part, their their neighbors, their friends, and, and their family you know, they they accepted melting a melting pot. You know, immigration yeah. is it was the least oh, of the yeah. worries in New York. You know, yeah, yeah, and and like I said, uh, neighbors, family, friends, they were all accepting of of their relationship. They were very supportive. It, it, it's not later till you know their their accounts get publicized that you'll start to see the attacks on yeah, on this. They, they'll, so they'll start picking them apart. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and very cruelly too, very unfairly. Yeah, it's so wrong what they do. But it would just be any regular past that yeah. a person has, just due to that race factor was yeah. kind of put into play. Yeah. So uh, Barney was a postal worker, and Betty had a master's degree and was the supervisor of the child welfare department. Along with both members, uh, both of them being members of the N- NAACP and highly active in the civil rights movement at the time. So these were really respected and highly regarded members of the community, right? Like they, <clears throat> they were, they, they, they weren't like, you know, you flip flams. Yeah. You don't expect yeah. them to be throwing out some wild they, stories. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They weren't your, your casual. They, they weren't what, what we typically, or the cliche redneck hillbilly that would get abducted. And, yeah, yeah. The, they aren't me who would be, like, screaming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I believe uh, Barney was a serviceman, right? Yes. Yeah. He okay. was a, also, I think, a World War II veteran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's seen some stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, with all that being said, now we can get to jump into the accounts. Okay. So... Let's just start with the actual count. On September 19th, 1961, Betty and Barney were returning from a vacation from Niagara Falls. Mm. Vacation <laughs> as in honeymoon, right? 
Yes, it was a delayed honeymoon. Yeah, pretty much. So it, it, that'll be also important as, as I oh, think. Yeah. As... <laughs> so on a clear night in a heavily forested and secluded road, Betty observed what looked to be a falling star at about 10.15 that night. That is until the star paused and began to rise back up next to the moon. It then began to move erratically, being described as if it, it was an insect looking for a landing spot. Betty, telling Barney what she had seen, observes the object and tells Betty that it was just uh, she was just seeing a satellite and to pay no mind to it anymore. They travel for a few moments and stop at a rest stop just south of Twin Mountain to walk their wiener dog, Delcy. Little dachshund. Yep. Little <laughs> cute little dog. And there's a picture of them. Yeah, <laughs> it is a fucking amazing picture. Uh, this also gave Betty the opportunity to get a better look at this falling star through a set of binoculars they had in the car. Barney, preoccupied with their safety, as bears were known to be in the area, retrieved a pistol from his tr- from the trunk of his car. Betty, still watching the object, observed it traveling across the face of the moon while flashing, flashing multicolored lights. Betty handed the binoculars over to Barney to have a look, and by this time the object had changed course and was now rapidly approaching the couple. They got back to the car in a frenzy and left immediately. Barney... Uh, immediately thought that this was a military aircraft that had noticed them and was now buzzing over or messing with them. Driving and mostly disputing uh, what Betty had seen, the craft descended and blocked their path in the road. Barney described it as being so large, at least 60 to 80 feet in diameter. Barney immediately stops the car and grabs the pair of binoculars and gets out of the car. The craft suddenly shifts its position, rapidly in an arch-like movement, to rest above a canopy of trees in the field next to them. Barney, armed with his pistol stowed in his pocket, begins to approach the craft, still observing it through the set of binoculars. He describes two red lights at the end of two thin-like structures parted from the sides of the craft. The craft now tilted forward towards Barney, as if exposing what could be the cockpit of the ship and like a set of eyes that would gaze upon him. He describes seeing humanoid-like beings, uh, but still not human, in the window opening, moving around, uh, even describing them moving with the precision of, like, German officers. Mm-hmm. It's during this time that Barney began to be overwhelmed with a feeling that something bad was about to happen. He was stunned in place and had to force himself to tear the binoculars from his eyes and race back to the car and speeds away. While driving, both Barney and Betty were in silence, not speaking a single word, traveling slowly. When suddenly, the craft appeared above their car, keeping pace with them. This was when they began to hear a rhythmic buzzing sound and a series of beeping emanating from somewhere. The car began to now vibrate, while Betty and Barney started to feel a tingling sensation pass through their bodies. Betty touched the middle of the door, expecting to be shocked, but was not. It's now that they began to feel what is what they described as an altered state of consciousness, and their minds began to feel dull. They again began to hear a series of beeping and buzzing noises. Then they blacked out and woke up suddenly. They took note that they were now 35 miles from where they first began the encounter and lost two hours with no recollection of what happened. So that was the actual abduction or the encounter. Yeah, that's... In, in a nutshell, but yeah. to be added, Barney again, uh-huh. serviceman, right, right. The simple fact that he said they move like German, like soldiers, yeah. <laughs> and uh, immediately, you know, it must have kicked in for him. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the what the imminent 
<laughs> threat, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, and he a, he even stated that when the the craft had tilted, he had saw that all of the figures had actually moved to a door in the back of the wall and left one figure just staring at him and what he could perceive as smiling at him and telling him not to be to to be gone and not move yeah that's very ominous yes (laughs) and again he didn't know how this was being uh so he called it oh my god i am sorry for not taking this note because telepathy wasn't Oh. Thing. used yeah, at it, this time it, it, it was mind transference yeah. yeah and uh and that's what he said he said that he heard a voice tell him to be calm and be calm. don't move and that's when he turned around and said they're gonna take us yeah yeah and pretty much that was uh, if anything would be spine chilling back then this <laughs> it would be that you know uh-huh. like he gets the 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 messages <clears throat> over his brain mm-hmm. no written or, or, or spoken words and he literally is like oh shit they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna come and get us so i also want to say because again i i'm going to reserve my opinions and no one's gonna like it i hate that i have this opinion but no one's gonna like it but take notice to a lot of the details right the buzzing the beeping all the other things and then now that i'm gonna get into what actually happened or what they observed when they got home pay attention again to the details I, uh because yeah i i hate that i i actually came up with this i want to add that um something that something else that i did read was that he he described them as wearing military uniforms yeah. uh, so that's going to come in yeah that's going to oh, come okay. in right they now they had the caps and everything yeah. so it's so, such a strange okay uh not to sound like i'm discrediting but like if you've never seen anything mm-hmm. And you've only known something, mm-hmm. you're gonna describe it as something that you know that's right, not right. indescribable. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So uh, what you're what you're talking about is the uncanny valley. Like we're we're trying to rationalize what we can't understand. So when they tell uh, you, "Give me what you saw," and mm-hmm. you've never seen this before, so in your <laughs> head you're like, "It looked like, like a, a German officer, yeah, with a uh, with the fucking SS cap." Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, essentially, you're telling them they were fucking nazis yeah, yeah you know yeah. and which makes no sense at all it makes you sound even <laughs> crazy crazy yeah yeah so now we're gonna go ahead and get into the portion where they actually get home and start observing some strange things so arriving home at about dawn and sleeping till about noon the next day the hills began to notice strange impulses and behavior with each other for one betty adamantly insisted that their luggage be kept near the back door rather than in the main part of the house due to possible con- uh, radiation contamination. Yeah, that's, that's a big factor. Oh, oh, again, yeah. what is it? The At this time, the propaganda for uh, radiation is kind of like... Well, no, Cold War still hasn't kicked in yet. Oh. Uh, we're coming off of World War II. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. uh, the atomic age, I guess, is what you yeah, call it. Yeah. So for her to actually, a, yeah. a household wife, be like, there might be radiation. <laughs> Keep it in the back. Like... To, uh-huh. Even to make that comment, it's so it gives you that aspect of like, okay, she's present, she's thinking about something, but mm-hmm. it's also so backwards to just be like, well, it's like not at the chilling. front, yeah, just put it in the back, then yeah. it'll be okay, yeah. So uh, also, their watches would stop and never be working again. Barney said that the leather strap for his binoculars was torn, like completely severed, broken. Yep. Though he could not uh, recall actually tearing it, the toes of his best dress shoes were scraped all along the top portion of the shoe. 
Barney says that he was also urgently compelled to examine his genitals yeah. in the bathroom. Though he found nothing unusual at the time, this would later be the site where Barney would develop a couple, uh, a, a complete perfect circle of warts on his genitals. Betty also noticed that her favorite dress that she was wearing at the time of the encounter uh, had been placed, or she had placed it in a bag and put it in the back of the closet because I, I don't know why she would do that. Mm. Well, I, right? I have a different account on that for her dress so uh do you have any more details on what she yeah 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 go for it so uh she took note that there were multiple tears one on the zipper and another along the hemline that led up to the waist of the garment there was also a pink powdery substance on the dress that would continue to degrade the fabric she placed it on a clothesline where most of the most of it would be blown away after she came to the realization that the dress was just completely ruined and irreparable she threw it away but then later changed her mind and pulled it from the garbage and hung it back up in her closet. The pink substance would later be tested by five labs who were unable to identify the powder. The Hills then took long showers in hopes of removing any possible contamination. Afterwards, each would sit down and draw a picture of what they observed. They both drew exactly the same craft that they had saw. So that's fairly strange it's it kind of just kind of it's not strange if it happened right 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 but uh it's strange <clears throat> that you saw a craft you know what <laughs> i mean it's it's weird the whole aspect of it but it's not strange that right. both of you have the same oh, experience yeah. yeah 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 and it, that would further reinforce the fact that they did actually uh something happened something did happen right so later, they would also, upon close inspection, uh, Barney would notice shiny concentric, concentric circles on the car's trunk that had not been there the previous day. Betty and Barney. Bel Air. Yes, Amazing, it was a Bel Air. <laughs> I don't know what a Bel Air looks like. I'm we talked Google about it. it during the Mothman. Oh, wait, so it was the same Mothman car? Yeah, pretty much. <gasps> pretty much. Oh, yeah. Bel Air. You and your paranormal. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a very popular car. At this oh, time. yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful the car. The Fins, man. It's the oh, fins. yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, they noticed these concentric circles on the trunk of the car that they had noticed wasn't there the previous day. Wait. Uh huh. What does concentric mean? Um, I guess perfectly yeah. round, but I guess pressed on. Yeah, like like it was a a, a perfect impression, uh, circle impression okay. into the car. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know the meaning of the word. Like a, I'm a, sure there's a glorified a dent. I guess is what. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Benny and Barney also experimented with the a compass upon the suggestion of Betty's sister's neighbor, who was a physicist. Noting that when they moved it close to the spots, the needle would whirl around rapidly. But when they moved it a few inches away from the shiny spots, it would drop down back to normal. Yeah, that's such a it again. That's such an odd, even thing to to think of. Yeah, to do. What not only to think of, but okay. So, just the fact that he's a physicist, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're telling them this. You've already had this out of worldly experience. It's the first of its kind. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, these details already to any person in that period would right. be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah. why would there be radiation and why would there be like 
you know, electromagnetic fucking pulses running right, through the whole right. thing. And how do you even know to, to do that? So funny thing is, is that uh, it is noted and Barney does admit that he did have, oh God, a fertilizer in his trunk. Now, I'm not going to say that that is going to like be a, a factor that changes yeah, everything. Yeah, but I don't know how fertilizer works in terms of like uh, messing with a compass but or the magnet or whatever. I think the whatever. fact that he made that statement shows he's trying to rationalize right, right. what's going on. <clears throat> right, right, right. Barney, like, well, like you said, Barney trying to rationalize the entire thing would tell Betty that it must be broken, right? Like the, the compass is just broken. The car also had dents and impressions on it as well. It's also worth noting that Betty's sister had a history of claiming to see unidentified fine objects yeah, as well. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So there's kind of a history here. Uh, already like a background. In okay. Okay. So now I'm going to move on to Betty's dreams because this is where I, I feel like it gets really interesting, right? Yeah. So 10 days after the encounter, Betty begins to have a series of very descriptive and very vivid dreams. They continue like this for five consecutive nights and she decides to actually keep a dream journal, right? Uh, but they stopped abruptly after that fifth night, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, she not, never had another dream. Again, not uncommon to do that at that right. time of the, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, people still do dream journals. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah but I'm saying like back then, like it literally everything was written down. Like, cause oh. oh, yeah. That was like. We're not tweeting out our dreams. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that and uh, media was in, in the biggest yeah. form. You know, it, yeah. it was very common. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to say that this did not stop her from thinking about this. Right. So the dreams may have stopped, but she can like the thoughts continue to occupy her, her like every day. Yeah, there was it was for was it like obsessive? Pretty Uh, much. I mean, from what Barney would have to tell her, like to stop because he he wanted nothing more with this. He didn't want to tell nobody. He didn't want to talk about it. He wanted nothing. I was about to say obsessive is a little bit of a loose like term because she (laughs) was like. She she went to the library and started studying well, about this. Uh, one fact that was left out, I don't know if you're going to cover it mm-hmm. later on. She called the Air Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, called, she called the Air Force. And she's like, um, hey, you know. And, of course, she didn't tell him, like, hey, we were abducted by aliens. Yeah, or, like, yeah. we saw a fucking alien crap. She was, like, very nonchalantly, like, <gasps> just trying to, like, figure out what's going on. Or just reassure herself of what it was. I, I want to say it was, like, a if they tell us no, then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the Air Force was like, oh, yes, ma'am. Like, there was actually a little blip yep. around that time at, that at you're saying. 2.30, yeah, I believe. That's so yeah. weird that you know that. And, like, they were like, oh, my God. Like, oh, jotting this down. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, again, it shows you the difference of uh, our government from back then to now, where you could call up your local Air Force and be like, hey, For guys. real, I feel yeah. like, how would I even get a hold of the Air Force right now? <laughs> because you used to be able to do that. Like, yeah. it was such yeah. a... Oh, Again, I know it's like a wholesome American thing where you could go up to your local congressman, congressman yeah. uh, you you, know, you could write to the president, you could, yeah. uh, anything was possible back then. So you know, she called him up and she was like, hey, Air Force, uh not weird around this time at this place? And then they were like, well, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but wow. You must How do have you seen know it too. Like, okay. We're going to send an agent out to you right now. <laughs> and that was it. And that was enough to give her like the that. validation that she was like, yeah. oh, shit. 
She's like, let me continue being obsessive about yeah. this. There's, but there's but no she did she that. did respect her husband because after Barney had like confronted her about it and said like you need to drop this, mm-hmm. she never did mention it to Barney like going forward until okay. they they started the regressive uh, hypnosis therapy. Well, okay. yeah, he went through the downward spiral, okay. like yeah. a very downward spiral. And and, and sadly to say, uh, he did pass away in 1969. And this was, I mean, it, it the stress and I guess PTSD of this all. Was pretty much what put him in the grave. Oh, uh, he wasn't even fifty, right? No, nope. no, nope. he, he wasn't fifty. Uh, was it? Uh, what, was what, it? what do they call it? Shell shock back then. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's multiple iterations right. of it so, throughout history. Back then, shell shock. Yeah, he's already dealing through that trauma every yeah. day. Okay. Then this happens. Uh, at one point, he ends up losing his job, mm-hmm. and that's you know he's going he's going through like a big downward spiral. Yeah. At the same time. Betty's diving Doing even this. deeper into this, yeah. uh, which goes to the part that you're about to go into where they try to get him some help. Because uh, Betty's family is really helpful to them to try to oh, get yeah. him through this traumatic event. So, go ahead. Continue. So, I, I'm, I'm going to actually dive into Betty's dreams, yeah. right? Okay. So, on uh, November 61, Betty began writing down the details of her dreams. Now, the sequence of the dreams were not in any particular order that made any sense. It was after she had detailed all five that she, like, was able to construct them in a sensible order. Out of all fairness, dreams are all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if they would have been sequential, that would have been fucking weird. Yeah. So, the fact that they're all over the place as a dream journal makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, in her dream, she and Barney encountered a roadblock and a man who surrounded, or men who surrounded their car. She lost consciousness, but struggled to regain it. Then she realized that she was being forced by two small men to walk in the forest at night. And of seeing Barney walking behind her, she tried calling to him, but she said that he seemed to be in a trance or sleepwalking state. Describing the men, she said they stood about five feet to five feet four inches tall and wore matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by military cadets. They appeared nearly human, with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses and bluish lips their skin was also that of grayish color in the dream betty barney and the men walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped like craft of metallic appearance once inside barney and betty were separated she protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and barney were examined together that it would take much too long to conduct the examinations so she and barney were take- then taken to separate rooms Betty then dreamt that a new man, similar to the others, entered to conduct her examination with the leader. Betty called this man the examiner and said that he had a pleasant, calm demeanor. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's uh, command of the English language uh, didn't seem perfect, right? It, It seemed kind of broken and even saying that he spoke with almost a confused accent like she could not pinpoint like it would sound french it would sound european it would sound like they couldn't fully understand uh, or she couldn't fully understand where he was from to like kind of pinpoint his ethnicity or anything get any type of detail and that was the other thing that was something that i learned is that aliens uh perception of of what is normal to humans like their their representation trying to mimic humans actually comes from the collective consciousness of everybody oh. so 
with that being said, there's so many different iterations of how people kind of act. That so they, they never get it right. Yeah, they give they you can, like the generic version right, of it. Like right. uh, what would be the norm here, mm-hmm. brown skin, the eye color and stuff like that. They, yeah. they have and compared to so much. So they, they literally. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the men in black. You know how like the yeah. men in black are always struggling to try to be normal, but they're always fucking weird and yeah. stuff. Or you always hear the encounters being weird. So I, I can imagine how that might have gone across. <clears throat> oh, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Where like they're, And then I, I, again, assume it was, uh, what uh, what was the year? Um, 61. 61. The lingo is completely fucking different. <laughs> Yeah. To uh, how we're talking to each other here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, any normal person that's talking in the 60s has mm-hmm. their their lingo, their slang yeah. put down. You know what I mean? At, at the age. So, they're hearing this and they're going like, why do they <laughs> sound like this? Yeah. So, uh, the examiner told Betty that he would only be conducting like a few tests uh, to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants. He seated her on a chair. And a bright light was shown on her. The man cut off a lock of Betty's hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. He uh, shaved off trimmings from her fingernails. After examining her legs and her feet, the man used a dull knife, similar to a letter opener from Betty's description, to scrape some of her skin onto what she describes what would resemble uh, cellophane. He then tested her nervous system by taking a large needle, which he thrusted into her navel which caused Betty agonizing pain. But the leader instructed Betty to calm herself and then waved his hand in front of her eyes and the pain had suddenly vanished. Because he couldn't do that before, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, like, you could do this, but you didn't yeah, do exactly. it to like, begin with. Come they're on, bro. The, they're testing the nervous system. They want to see if she's going to freak out. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why, why would you... It's like, I'm going to test to see if you were like... I'd be uh, so pissed. <laughs> we're, we're going to Ghostbusters. I thought we were bros, but we're, apparently not. We're, we're, we're going back to Ghostbusters when Venkman's doing the, the card thing with the shocking. You know, you're testing the... Uh, what is it? Um, fuck. When... Oh, the psychic thing? When they could read the cards? Yeah, yeah, but it's called... Uh, Telepathy? Uh, uh, positive reinforcement or something. Um, if you're doing right, you know, like, you don't get the shock. <laughs> but if you're doing wrong, so it, it pushes you to kind of... Yeah, Wasn't the guy yeah. getting shocked, like, getting everything uh, right, he's trying, No, yeah, he's getting it right, but, like, he's trying to get to the girl, so he doesn't even care about it. Aww, <laughs> but that it poor psychic You boy. didn't know that? I don't remember that oh, movie my too God. much. Oh, my Lord. With the new one coming yeah. out, Bill. Bill, you know does what? A, he's a fantastic actor. Like, I'm just could... gonna say this real quick, okay. totally off topic. Okay. I enjoyed the new Ghostbusters with the girls. It wasn't uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just that they named it Ghostbusters. They made it bad. Yeah, they should have named it like. Uh, they could have named it Ghost Core or something. I mean, originally that was Dan Aykroyd's vision. He wanted the Ghostbusters to be a part of, like, like a intergalactic cops. Yeah, and it was going to be uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Eddie Murphy, and they were going to be cops that were going across the galaxy solving crimes. Yeah, the script was really out. Yeah, it was really out there. Sam, Sam uh, I mean, uh, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Uh, and uh, what's his name? The Harold Ramis yeah. is really the one who put together Ghostbusters. Oh well, anyways, it was yeah. Kat McKinnon. She's super hot and hilarious. Oh yeah, so. Kate McKinnon is f- a, yeah. lot of, a lot of cocaine. And edit, edit, edit. <laughs> a lot of cocaine. And You're weird, like, Emma, don't listen to this. 
She's like, jokes on you. I go on your laptop, <laughs> listen to the raw, <laughs> the <format>. raw data. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh my lord. But yeah, uh, it, it, Bill Murray's fucking acting is fucking. Oh yeah, it's yeah. gold in that one. I can't wait till the new one. Oh, I just gotta make it through COVID just to get to November. <laughs> Oh, sweet lord. That's how I felt about getting to Candyman, and finally we get to see it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my lord. God, and, ladies, help me through this. Anyways. That's such a sad thing when we're like, please don't let please don't let me. I want to see this. I want to see this. Please don't let Yeah, no shit. Oh, anyways, God. let's okay. get back to the story. Sorry. <laughs> so the examiner left the room, and Betty engaged in a conversation with the leader. She picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that uh, the leader said she could take home with her. Yeah, she like, also asked... Take the brochure. Yeah, no shit, right? Like, just take <laughs> com- completely take evidence of our existence. <laughs> it's our version of uh, home cartons. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care for that issue. <laughs> no, highlights, my bad. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> that, that's just toilet reading, but go ahead. Take it's it. highlights. Uh, Bill over there it's figured people. it out. <laughs> people magazine yeah. <laughs> highlights he figured out all the puzzles it's oh my god uh so she uh picks up this book she looks at it it has all these strange symbols she also asked for uh from where he had came and this is this is kind of the smoking gun in terms of them actually having proof that something happened right mm-hmm. so this next thing is is really critical it's then that the leader had pulled down an instructional map dotted with stars and said, this is where we're from. And later on, I'm pretty sure my sister's going to get into it, is where it's going to be completely important. It's going to be integral to this story and the proofing of uh, that they, they actually did have something that happened. Right? So in Benny's dream, the men began to escort the hills from the ship when a disagreement broke out. The leader then informed Betty that she couldn't keep the book stating that they had uh, decided that the other man did not want her to even remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory, she would one day recall the events. That is a fucking... This, again, I'm glad you said it the way that Uh was stated. This is a very integral factor. If you're having a description of Betty, this is Betty. This is Betty all her life. This is Betty as she continues (laughs) on to her life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, This is her. She's very strong-willed. Yes. So she just went through a traumatic experience. Pain, navel, projecting, book. And then she's getting it taken away. And she says with the goal (laughs) of these creatures that can essentially wipe you out or make you catatonic. And they're like, oh, well, you know what? You can't keep books. Sorry, ma'am. But, uh, you know, we're going to let you go. Uh, You're just not going to remember any of this. Yeah. And then she says... (laughs) I'm going to remember, bitch. (laughs) I got you. I got you. No, what is that thing that... uh, Fuck, what's that? um, Is it Blood and Flower? You saw... uh, I'll catch you on the the rebound or... That's like a gangster hell of a thing to say. She's like, yeah, okay. I'm still going to remember. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it's funny that you say that because I, I think they try to de-escalate the situation. And they tell her like, okay, well, you don't trust us. But how about you just stay stay here and watch us take off. And we won't do anything to you. Like, right? So, she and Barney were taken to their car. <laughs> Wait, let me. That is another thing, too. It's just like, so they're trying to like erase your mind right that's a, the one thing that like really boggled my mind they're trying yeah. to like be like oh shit um you know you can't keep the book you can't even remember that this happened like they fucked up like oh fuck we went to <laughs> wrong people <laughs> like 
we took the wrong clippings. Oh, we gotta go back. Wrong neighborhood. Yeah, HR is gonna be pissed. <laughs> this is like completely wrong planet. It was supposed to be like Neanderthals. These people are involved. Whatever. They're like, okay, but you can see us leave because the lights. <laughs> the lights. Okay, so you you want to know what boggled my mind? This was in the back of my head the whole time. Where was the dog the whole time? I would imagine she's still in the car. Well, did they leave the windows open? My, oh, I would hope so. My whole thing is like... <laughs> For some reason, I imagine this car to be a, a convertible, even though no, y'all it's just... A Belair, it's yeah. Not yeah, even it's though a... y'all said it's a Bel Air. That's what I imagine in my brain. So, and again... Then the dog, gonna, I mean, the bear is going to eat the dogs. I'm going <gasps> to tell you this. like, If it's a Bel Air, more than likely the windows are down already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially at night. So, but my thing was just like... <laughs> she was just like... The lights. Check out the lights while we leave. Like, watch us leave. Uh, <laughs> so, and that would be my other question: Is did they take the car with them? I don't. I wouldn't think so. Well, I, why not? They were located thirty-five miles from the, the original site. My least thing of the world would be the dog. I'm just. <laughs> I feel like Barney got the shit into the stick of this oh, situation. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. She was like, "Hey guys, what's up? Oh, keep the book." And meanwhile, he's like, "Oh God, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he. So I'm pretty sure my sister's gonna get into his accounts. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He. He said that he kept his eyes closed for most of the encounter. Which. So, yeah. Again, yeah. Uh, again, kind of circles back to his past experiences in life. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever he saw, what he saw in his time in the service of, uh, yeah, you know, a world war. Yeah. And, you know, this, <laughs> yeah. it, that would probably be marked as the most traumatic event of his life. And then to go through something where, like, oh, shit, there's worse than that. Like, yeah. Like, there's people from space now <laughs> <laughs> that are fucking weird. Yeah. Holy shit. And not uh, aside from the fact that he's a black man in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, he's seen flashing lights. Yeah, the cards are stacked against So I, I, this isn't a joke. I, I'm really not making a joke. But imagine being a black man in the 60s, seeing lights being flashed at you, seeing lights following you, seeing lights, you know, just randomly moving around. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, just try to, we could never put ourselves in his shoes, but try to imagine yeah, it's, being it's, in his shoes. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It, that, that's why I'm trying to reiterate the fact that he got the shit into the stick and mm-hmm. uh, the way they reacted is very realistic to me. Yeah. Because yeah. if he would have been how Betty's taking the situation, oh, yeah. I would have been like, yeah. ah, I don't know, man, this is the 60s. <clears throat> There's a completely different climate, but he... <laughs> he took it the way it should have been taken yeah at time. yeah yeah more it, reasonable yeah it's it's hard to put ourselves in that shoes in that time and place knowing that our political like beliefs now and whatnot and the progress that we've made so far so yeah. like i wouldn't say progress but <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> yeah well i'm just saying that it it's just hard to put ourselves in that shoes now what it was back then, you know. So mm. yeah, I was, when I was being, I was like, oh, "Shit, I was like, I feel you." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're at about an hour and twenty-one. Well, do you want to keep going? Yeah, because there's we do have quite a bit of banter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So what part are we at now? Are we gonna go into the um... the regression? Yeah. Yes. Let's go ahead and hand it off to my sister. Okay. So um. I'm going to be repeating quite a bit of what Eric had said. Um, 
I'm not going to be going too deep into, uh, basically, uh, the hills were outed without their permission, basically, of what happened by a reporter. But I'm going to be talking mainly about their hypnosis. So, on November 23rd, 1962, the hills attended a meeting at the parsonage of their church. In attendance was U.S. Air Force Captain Ben H. Sweat. So I don't know the specific reason he was there, but the Hills approached Sweat privately to relay their story to him. Knowing that he had a personal interest in hypnosis, they asked if he would hypnotize them to try and recover their memories. He politely declined, as he was an amateur at best, and recommend they not see an amateur. <laughs> so, Like he just had the, the, the watch yeah. at the end of yeah, the string of pretty much. We all <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got you guys. <laughs> I don't um, have a watch yet. I haven't have graduated to the watch. I have a pendulum. <laughs> Not even. He's like the fucking finger thing. So on March 3rd, 1963, the Hills discussed publicly their UFO encounter with their church group. Mm-hmm. So this was un, 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 Oh God, I cannot pronounce Unitarian. It. Unitarian Church. So these these were like the type of people that let anybody speak, uh, and I don't mean that like in an offensive way, like anybody. Yeah. I mean they let they allowed anybody. It was a very open. Yeah, it was a very open church. Trusting. So they would they would have you know a Muslim speaker, or they would have a Buddhist. It, it was an open church. That's the same terms, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay, so. On September 7th, Captain Sweat returned to give a formal lecture on hypnosis. After the lecture, the Hills again approached Sweat privately and told him how Barney was now seeing a psychiatrist that he liked and trusted. Sweat then suggested that they ask the psychiatrist, only known as Dr. Stevens, to hypnotize Barney. Following Sweat's suggestion, Barney asked Dr. Stevens to hypnotize him. Instead of hypnotizing, Dr. Stevens recommended the Hills to Dr. Benjamin Simon. The Hills met Simon on December 14th, 1963, and began their hypnosis sessions January 4th, 1964. So literally, like, less than a month later. Yeah. So before moving further into the hypnosis sessions, I'd like to make note that Simon did not believe the Hills were abducted. Yeah, he did not. Yeah, he he had no vested interest in this. Yeah, he was very professional. Yeah, but uh, he believed that they believed they were abducted and Mm -hmm. hoped to uncover the truth through hypnosis. So that was one of the things. I'm sorry to interrupt, Uh but that was one of the things that I actually did not know about hypnosis. This is not an objective truth. This is not the truth that may actually be the truth. This is only the truth that is real to the patients. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to like, it's not going to be like proverbial, like lifting the page and see. It's not going to uncover. Yeah, it's not going to uncover anything. It works like a lie detector. If you believe that you're innocent and you didn't do it, you're going to pass it. Yeah. Um, And even if you didn't do it, but you feel guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to come out on the on yeah. the thing. You know? So uh, basically, what I'm saying is like, even though, uh, even though Betty is recounting her events. her her events, it does not like a hundred percent say that it happened. Yes, an a, a alien did abduct you, but it does prove that yes, something, something did happened. happen. You're just yes. your brain is just rationalizing yes, it in the yes. way that it's. So I I, I wanna I wanna I wanna state that first. I don't know that. if you had that in your notes. Um, I do have something at the end. Okay, okay, I'm okay. sorry. No, you're good. Okay, so also a note. Barney and Betty were 
always hypnotized separately. And each session ended with Dr. Simon reinstating their amnesia. And by that, I mean, uh, if they didn't get another session within 10 days, then they would actually start remembering these memories. Mm -hmm. And he actually said that they were so close to remembering these things on mm -hmm. their own that they probably wouldn't have needed his help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it was, I mean, it, like I said, it was, again, to reiterate, it was such a thing that was eating up at Barney mm -hmm. and... Barney was trying to forget. Yes. Yeah. But it was yeah. seeping through the cracks. Well, see, that was the other thing that I had actually learned is that uh, so there is something called high strangeness. I don't know if y'all are familiar yeah. with this. Right. So high strangeness is that uh, point in your memory where for some reason there is a fragmentation of your memory where you're going to notice or you're for some reason you're going to focus on something very strange. That's why, like in other encounters, you hear about like strange owls or strange symbols. And that's because. Like the connection between alien and person, like I said, there's this this uh, transfer uh, of consciousness yeah, or, or of, of a thought. Uh, what they're trying to do is divert. Yeah, they're trying to rationalize and divert your uh, memory of what's actually going on with something differently. So that's why, like the lights. Uh, that's why the roadblock. That's why all these other things, which mm -hmm. leads into other accounts of yeah. gods, yeah, uh, yeah, chariots, yeah, stuff like that that gets put into the mix where yeah. like it, it's happened over time but it just gets thrown into whatever it is <laughs> at the moment fucking aliens fucking with my mind yeah. you know what I mean? uh so again yeah the, but I, i'll like to state again so everybody's seen he was trying to forget and not talk about it but yeah. it was seeping through the cracks while she was trying to remember and uh -huh. solidify everything <laughs> yeah. so we yeah. have a couple biracial yeah. This guy is just trying to forget about it yeah. and go through his life and she's not letting it go mm -hmm. and she's mm -hmm. pushing forward at full capacity for it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um so these there are excerpts of the recordings that you can listen to. Yeah, I was trying to get some so that we could get it, but yeah. it's very hard, it's very grainy, it's very crappy. Uh, I mean, this is the 1960s. Yeah, you stuff. could still listen if you're yeah. if you're so inclined. You can find these recordings. And on oh YouTube. my god, uh, some of them are very chilling. That yes. If you listen to them, like Barney you is genuine. Yes. Oh yes. my god, Barney is genuinely terrified. Yeah. Uh, like he is in a manic state. Yeah. When As he is describing it, something, it's really hard to listen. Uh, yeah, to. it it really is. Uh, yeah. Not not in not in a a, a graphic way, but in a. It, just, the tone of it you yeah like tell. you you could you uh, he he is so traumatized by it that i would almost argue that you could feel the trauma oh yeah from Definitely. it like that you you'll feel terrified just as he does yeah and then again to, to, he's under hypnosis and so this is something that's deep within him oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. he's carrying across as a male in the 60s yeah you're not allowed to cry you're not allowed to act oh like yeah. A sissy. yeah yeah and then He's a man of color, so even he's got all these layers stacked upon it. That's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's a very complex uh, psyche as, yeah, behind yeah. this man. Yeah, you know. So alrighty, so Barney's hypnosis sessions are a bit hard to listen to. He's very distressed, probably more along the lines of terrified during some parts. He supposedly had his eyes shut most of the time out of fear. So Barney reported that he and Betty were both taken onto the craft and were then separated. Barney was told to lay down on a small and short metal table that wasn't even long enough for him. Uh, his legs were actually hanging over the table. Mm -hmm. 
He reported that this room had curved walls and a large lighting or a large light hanging down from the ceiling. The beings reportedly took off his clothes, took strands of his hair, clippings of his nails, and scrapings of skin. They also inspected inside his mouth where they would excitedly tell Betty later that his teeth came out. <laughs> Not understanding what that dentures he had lost were. His teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sh- grenade shrapnel, right? I yep. believe. Yeah. Yeah. So he also felt a cup-like device placed over his genitals, uh-huh. where he believed uh, a sperm sample was taken, and a thin tube or cylinder was inserted into his anus and quickly removed. And uh, someone felt his spine and counted his vertebrae. Yeah. Uh, so he only says that he thinks that there was sperm taken because he's not very sure mm-hmm. because he wasn't brought to climax. Yeah. And I, I, I guess there's a better word for that, like ejaculation. Yeah. He well, wasn't brought to ejaculate. Well, the thing so, is, is that the way he's describing the medical procedure is, I, I don't know if this is going to be too graphic or, mm-hmm. uh, so what I'm thinking that happened is, uh, when they do an STD test for males, Mm-hmm. They do the cotton swab thing. Right? Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming that's what he felt, which can be very traumatic. <laughs> um, I mean, or maybe they were measuring it, dirty bastards. Uh, it could go either which way, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was completely and totally felt like invasive procedures oh, yeah. that he did not want. I, you know, I think my sister, yeah, might even have it in the description. He even says that. They were treated as if they were like lab animals. Oh, like yeah. they were they, so they were treated with kindness, but also with no like sympathy or empathy. But I feel uh, like Betty's account of it is not like Oh no, yeah. Betty's I, I mean seems like a I, walk in the park. Yeah, yeah, actually I think my sister may have it again in her notes, but I think Barney actually says when they're leaving the craft or not leaving the craft, when they're exiting the examination rooms, he catches a glance of fucking Betty and she's smiling and laughing and mm-hmm. saying yeah. like can you believe this is happening? And like, it's two completely different fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, exists. It, it's yeah, it, it's that same thing. All everything. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So, uh, leaving off on the counting of his vertebrae, all the while Barney claimed that a leader watched from a distance as these things were being done. The beings spoke, or the beings spoke amongst themselves in their own mumbled language. But Barney was able to understand them somehow, something that later would be attributed to possible thought transference. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on, they would say telepathy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Betty also reported laying down on a metal table with the curved walls and large light, uh, having her clothes removed and having samples taken from her body as well. One painful difference among the two examinations, though, was Betty had a four to six inch needle inserted into her belly button that left her twisting in pain. This was supposed to be a pregnancy test. During Betty's examination is when the beings came in to talk about Barney's removable teeth, where she reportedly laughed and explained to the (laughs) beings that he had fake teeth due to old age. When told this, though, the beings did not understand the concept of age. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that that's very interesting that you say that because you can go even further. And some people have even speculated that these beings don't even have the concept of time. That yeah. they, they 
just don't understand it. Like, they, well, it doesn't affect them the same way that it affects us. There was other things where, like, they didn't understand what the color yellow was. Yeah, absolutely. Or what a squash was. And, right, right, right. They're over here talking to Betty about fucking vegetables and colors. <laughs> but, and Barney's over here flipping out. Like, yeah. their experiences are completely to, yeah. different. To add to this uh, that I found very interesting is, this is, again, 1960s. Yeah. Biracial couple. These are beans that can essentially get into your mind. Yeah. So she's got a completely different perspective of the world and how she's treated. Oh. So the way that she's being treated is the way she's being treated in life. Mm. Or so what you're saying is like the way her perception is li- her perception of life is reflecting in her treatment. With the beans. With the beans. So, right? like, somewhat privileged. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, so so I, I get what y'all are saying, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, because she has such a brighter perspective on life. Because it's the 1960s and she's a yeah. white woman. Like, <laughs> so, so, because their connection through, like, the mental capacity, right, like, the, the mind. The, like, let's say they can scan your mind. Like, since you were born to yeah. the point right there of yeah. all the things that you're afraid of to all the things that you've experienced yeah. to tell you, oh, you are you like vegetables, you like gardening, this, mm-hmm. this, and that. And they go, oh, okay, you, you're a Samaritan, you go to church, Betty. Oh, that's cool. You talk like this. Mm-hmm. Then they switch to Barney's mind. Black man, mistreatment, everything that he's gone through, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. You know, huh. don't you think that that would be like... I mean, I just think it's that weird. would be a vast difference for them to. I mean, there, there there had to be. Well, yeah, there there would have to be some type of crossing and, and melding of of both, right? Like like you said, because of Barney's experience throughout life, and then Betty's experiences throughout life. I'm sure because of that connection between the minds. I mean, that it could reflect in their treatments there or their understandings, right? Like, I just yeah, it's it's strange. It's strange. Yeah, it's strange. definitely. I just so. think that that was a, a really weird yeah. perspective, being the first case that it was. And then biracial couple, she's, hers is a walk in the park. <laughs> she's talking to them. They want to give her the book. They said, man, we can't take the book. By the way, squashes, don't know what the fuck they are, but thank you for telling us. And they're like, I'm just remembering Harry Potter and uh, Mr. Weasley. What is the purpose of a rubber duck? Yeah. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. And they're like, hey, uh, this dude doesn't have teeth. What's up? You got teeth. He doesn't got teeth. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, like, and she's like, oh, laughing about it, which at would, if the creatures understand the, I guess, logic of it, they'll be like, oh, well, she's basically taking it nonchalantly. Meanwhile, this guy's freaking out. And they're like, yeah. this girl's over here talking up a storm and having us, but this guy's mm-hmm. over here closing his eyes the whole time, you know? And screaming, yeah. those eyes, those yeah. eyes. Yeah. That, w- that was a weird thing. Also, I didn't mention, like, he... Barney said that like it seemed like the eyes were being pressed into his own eyes. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, he even uh, describes them as being like Cheshire cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the eyes of a Cheshire cat. But this leads to the thing that I'm trying to point across. It seems like because of her life, she would be open to embracing new things. Mm-hmm. Towards where Barney's been traumatized his whole life so he's very reluctant to let stuff in so even if they're trying to invasively connect to him mentally he's resisting right right and that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. i didn't think about that being left alone with the leader betty asked where the craft had flown to 
and after admitting that she knew little of the universe, the being supposedly joked with her saying, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. Sassy bitch. For real. Jesus Christ. So, but that is a very good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, that is something that I, I do. Uh, I actually didn't know. I didn't read any of my accounts. I didn't know they went off world for the examination. Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because... <clears throat> If they were 35 miles off course and whatnot, like, mm-hmm. they're like, I think this is where we came. <laughs> or, like, we picked y'all yeah. up, you know? I oh, mean, okay. And yeah. my thing for that is, like, they've they've already made their conclusions because it's a short span for them. But for the beans, they probably had them for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, this dude's like a wild animal. <laughs> and she's like, she's a little bit more... Timid. Yeah. So they're able to tell her, like, oh, you're getting, you you think you are have some kind of perspective of what's going on because you're questioning Ooh. us towards where this guy's just yelling and trying to get through the process. Yeah, yeah. And you're over here, like, actually interacting with us. And she's like, so where are you guys from? And they're like, come on, girl, you don't even know where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that being said, that's very interesting because that... <sighs> It, it may sound stupid the way I'm going to say it, but it almost sounds like a, a like a wise quote of like, look, even if I were to tell you where you are, you still wouldn't get it. Yeah, you wouldn't copy so it. let's just let's skip the formalities and let's get through this. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it, that that's actually fairly interesting. And that's what I believe happened when they were like, yeah, you can keep the book because he's like, oh, you seem like you're enlightened enough to be able to. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit, not she dumb as brig boy. <laughs> Don't let her keep that. I would take that as the the opposite of like no she's too clever don't give her this no oh yeah. no no, no I, I, I get I'm I'm with my sister on this one no I would take it as in like because you let her keep the book uh huh I don't know if this is going too much into my theory of stuff she was already building herself up to it based mm-hmm. on her experience imagine if she actually had the book the, the book yeah what huh. she would push forward if she actually had the evidence so they were like oh no like this is gonna be terrible like she shouldn't be given this at all like <laughs> she's already very she's questioning <laughs> us and trying to ask us what we doing yeah you know like when and you're handing her over like our manual yeah, like, like, we yeah. joked about it just being like a magazine well, no, like, but who like, knows what we that thought was. she was uh comprehending <clears throat> enough to be handed the and handle it with responsibility. Right, right. Like, no, this is not going to be the case. She has a completely different perspective on stuff. Don't yeah. don't give her the book. She's going to she's gonna cause trouble with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is when the leader had shown Betty a star map that Betty would later draw from memory during hypnosis mm-hmm. that would later be recognized as a star system called Zeta Reticuli. This is supposedly where those beings were from. So there were lines drawn in this map um i guess dashed lines that were considered uh less traveled stars yeah and then um solid lines yeah yes that were trade routes exactly and this is oh man this is where it gets so fucking sci-fi for me motherfuckers oh i love this we're 1960s there's no hubble yeah there's no thundercat sight beyond sight (laughs) we i think at that time we're going to like jupiter or something and like Uh the 
we, we were doing stupid shit. We were like trying to like. We, <laughs> well, we had the cool. can do attitude yeah, at this but, time. But, but, but we I'm saying, just... but it was in his infancy. We were we were taking Polaroids and we yeah, were like yeah. sending up monkeys into space and you know and stuff dogs. like that. Yeah, and dogs. So the fact that again, these beings of high intelligence uh-huh. visited these people, were kind of enamored by her and go, you know what? Yeah, keep the book. It might help your species out. And then they were like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bob from upstairs. He... HR said <laughs> yeah. it's a no. Yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna do some terrible stuff. Well, with so this book. so here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. My thing was the the moment that they showed this and the way she describes it as being you know less traveled and tra- uh, trade routes. Mm-hmm. My thought process was like maybe these were uh, what do you call it? Like vendors mm-hmm. coming to Earth and seeing like. What do you got to fucking offer us? Oh, what 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 can we start trading? For what can we add corn? into this? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, well, we don't know. We don't know. We, we we've never encountered these people. Mm-hmm. So for all we know, uh, fucking H2O could be like that's, fucking gold to them. That's one of the things that I was. Jesse was with. rambling on about this earlier. About yeah. See, like we're on the same fucking wavelength. Yeah, Jesse was literally like, "Imagine if the water on our Earth was their fuel, and we're yeah. over here living off of it." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know what, what to think." I about was like, that. "What would you do if like <laughs> we're on Earth, we're an advanced society, our gas, our fuel runs out, uh-huh. and we go off world, and we find a planet rich with." fossil fuels yeah. but we find out that the inhabitants are bathing drinking and living off yep. of it yeah and they're not frail like how they describe the creatures yeah or how you describe like fuck, we can't just come and take this shit yeah we- <laughs> they have the mental capacity to push them but uh-huh. they go as i call rabbit and we're not able to control their mind functioning because it switches to the primitive sense oh, yeah. where we aren't able to like Barney. And shit, this is right after dropping two motherfucking nukes. Which is a signal (laughs) off-world that, hey, there's some kind of energy source over here. Or they've reached... They've reached the atomic age. They are here in in their evolution. They, so this means they're dangerous. Or not even that. They're just like, hey, they know how to split atoms. They must be at least something. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> but what they don't didn't take into consideration is just the select few people that <laughs> that run those the splitting of yeah. atoms. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so... But yeah, that's where it got so fucking sci-fi for me. Right away, I was thinking fucking like cowboy bebop, bounty hunters, yeah, and one, fucking trade roots. Once Zeta Reticuli yeah. is just you, like, oh, Yeah, fuck. you got no idea where my theories go for this. Because, I, like I said, I went deep into the wormhole. Yeah, so that's the end of my notes. It, it mentioned the book, but we've talked about the book already. But this is the last quote that I would like to leave off of. Alright, so ultimately, when Dr. Simon was asked if he thought they were actually abducted, or this was something else, this was his response. I concluded that it was a fantasy, as you put it. In other words, that it was a dream. The abduction did not happen. I feel quite confident that there was a whole experience, and an experience with a UFO, if we clearly define that. It does not involve mm-hmm. visitations from outer space, mm-hmm. but it does involve seeing an object which cannot be identified at the time, whatever it is. I think that did take place. But from there on, I think it was largely a dream. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I, I, yeah, I, I got to... I, that, that statement in and of itself is the biggest load of shit that I have ever heard in my life. Because... 
my god, you got you got fucking spicy there. Damn. I know. I'm just like I will always admit there's always somebody smarter than me, and that oh, they, yeah, I will always trust their fucking so, opinion. <laughs> so here, here's here's my counter argument to that. I know, I know, I know you're gonna get into yours, but so this is David Saunders, a statistician who had been on the condo UFO study, which was a. So he was a part of this committee that studied unidentified flying objects. Uh, I can't remember the year, but I mean, like this was a very serious committee of scientists who were studying these things. Right. So his statement was that he argued that the usual alignment of key sun like stars in a plane centered around Zeta Reticuli was statistically improbable to have been happened by chance from a random group of stars in our immediate neighborhood. This was before the area had even been viewed with a strong enough telescope, right? Like, this was 10 years before, like, Betty's drawing of the map was 10 years before we even set eyes, like, physically. Or developed the technology yeah, to even look that far. Yeah, I mean, physically, like, before we even physically set eyes on this constellation that there, there's no possible, basically, he's saying there is no possible way that she could draw this down and it said that she did it in automatic writing yeah like, she she j- did it unconsciously she, she didn't kind of guess this. around or be like yeah. maybe here and maybe there she was like no it's here 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 yeah. and here well she wasn't even like that she was just like oh yeah and then this has yeah, happened yeah. while writing yeah that's what i'm saying and like, this she, happened and you know i remember this because automatic this. writing there was no pauses yeah. she literally put it as it was happening in yeah. the time in her brain yeah so just it, it's the it's uh, what I call is the equivalent of her going to the convenience store, <laughs> spitting out numbers, and then cashing up. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. exactly. And that is exactly what David Saunders is saying. He's saying that in a billion years, there is no way that anybody could have put together this star map and gotten it right. Yeah, he's not saying that it's exactly the same, but key points like key stars. Key uh, of what uh, a planets. person that kind of casually viewed at a map, yeah, yeah, and said, Okay, yeah, that's it. Like, if you go to the if my first time being at McDonald's, I look at it, I was like, Big Mac, fucking Whopper. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that they have a fucking McCafe, you know, yeah, and a fucking frappe, and yeah. the, you know, I'm gonna yeah. be like, Yeah, I saw a Big Mac, uh, there was a quarter pounder, and then they yeah. had a couple kids' meals. <laughs> and the, like, if you tell me, like, did you see the apple pie? No, I didn't see the apple pie. I didn't want dessert. I was looking at the... <laughs> like the key things. Yeah, the key things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean... Ooh, what a ride. Yeah. What a ride. <laughs> but, uh, again, I go back to the fact that these... How uh, you were saying that the trade, whatever. These mm-hmm. beans literally took them in. And they were like, oh, this is Betty. This is her mindset. This is how she deals with life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk with her. And she's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is the map and blah, blah. And they literally showed her, not knowing that she was so strong-willed, she mm-hmm. was going to remember. And how she told them, I don't care what it is you do. <laughs> I'm going to remember. Because as much as people like to put stock into their these all-powerful beings, mm-hmm. then why the hell are they stunning us? Because they don't yeah. know our physiology. Yeah. They don't know the, the psyche. Com- the, basically, what our human minds would be able to accomplish if right, we put right. our brains to it. Leaning towards the way they, they could be like, okay, well, we could mind-wipe them. This is what works. This is the chemistry that they have in their brain. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't come into account of our, our willpower. Yeah. So they were like, nah, she's going to forget about it. And yeah. they did the thing that they thought was and they didn't put into account how yeah. stubborn this person was. 
Okay, so this is the part where I, I don't want to upset anybody. No, we'll do the, the opinions go first, we'll go Jen, and then we'll go me. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I, I want Jen to go first because oh, okay. mine, like I said, mine is the unpopular one. Mine so is you probably, want to go last? Uh, I, it doesn't matter to me, but I, I, I think either. I should go middle or last. Okay. Y'all choose because you can go this is this is going to damper the, the right. episode. Well, I'm going to go first. Okay. You know what? Right. Middle because we meet halfway. So I think okay. your spiel okay. was a little bit better than mine. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say I do believe that they did have a UFO encounter. Oh, okay. But I don't believe that they were abducted. Okay. I believe that in Betty's history with her involvement with sci-fi and UFO type things, considering that she believes that she had seen a UFO previously. No, I think that was her. That was her sister. Oh, okay. Well, still considering that she believes in this already. Yeah. I believe that she believed that. But I, I think that this was just her trying to put a story and that Barney just went along with it mm-hmm. hearing this, this her the, dreams. This is the 1960s. Um, religion is very prominent amongst these people. The fact that her sister said that, I don't think there's any stock into it to his word. Like, she would have been like, I'm going to carry this into my life yeah, yeah. and make this a thing. That's well, just I my thing. Because it's the 1960s. Know. Now, Big, I don't have a sister, but I do have brothers. And if Eric or Mayo had told me when I was younger... I saw a UFO or like that they had encounters or anything like that. I would believe it because I would believe my brothers before anybody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. but these are, it's the 1960s. You're raised on religion right off the bat. Well, we don't know how religious they were. Uh, they were pretty religious. Yeah. they. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that they were. So I couldn't tell you. Uh, how much stock that they put in Jesus, right? The Savior but, and God. But they, but, uh, they were humanitarian. I mean, oh, yeah. They were yeah, yeah, staples yeah. of community. Well, so. I'm just going to say that I do I do believe that they had some type of UFO yeah. incident, but I don't believe that they had an abduction. Okay. okay. Fair enough. I like All it. All right. All right. <sighs> okay. Let me put this together. Okay. Because, uh, okay, so if you enjoyed this story, up until this point, please skip the next maybe five minutes. Okay, I don't. I, I don't, I don't want to. I got a story. Or don't because <laughs> again, if you want to know, or if you want to hear different perspectives or yeah, absolutely, points, absolutely, yeah, stick around. Okay, so this is this is a trigger warning. Uh, it this does involve rape. This does involve violence. Okay, okay so I believe. And that's this isn't because I want to, because I love this story. I have this story almost down to like memory, like all the details and stuff like this. I love this. I mean, I love extraterrestrial and abduction stories and all that. But sadly, if you pay attention to the details, you would almost be compelled to feel like they were victims of a hate crime. So if you really pay attention to, like I said, a lot of the details, you can't help but say like okay so like the car for example let's take it from the very beginning let's take the first detail the vibrating of the car the dance the beeping the buzzing the lights all of that could that have been cops that had been tailing them following them harassing them now let's say the cops actually stopped them the buzzing the beeping all of that could that could that have been radios could that ha- the buzzing and the vibrating of the car? Could that have been? Because remember, this car traveled thirty-five miles down the road. Could they have used one of their good old boy buddies 
to come and fucking tow the car while they are traumatized in the car, right? It's vibrating. They're raising the car. It's going up. They're, they're traumatized of what's going on right now. And remember, this is the 60s interracial couple. They get towed 30 miles down the road, right? Barney traumatized from all past experiences and then not fully comprehending what's going on right now is brought out and drug across. Remember, his shoes are scuffed up on the top of them. To the point where he had to throw them away and get a brand new pair. Exactly. That's how bad they were scuffed So could you imagine him just being in complete shock? Absolute shock. Let's say like shock that you just could not understand where he is just just dumbstruck, right? Like he is incapable of any rational speech, movement or anything. They drag him out and his feet are dragging across the floor. Now let's go to Betty. The rip of the seam of her dress going from the the hem up to the waist, Uh, the zipper. Uh, There was a tear like on her chest also. There was a tear on her chest. Uh, I, I mean, like, these are all details that you can't ignore. And we already know that the mind is a very powerful thing. And the oppression of memories, even or with traumatic events, traumatic events, yeah, oppression of memories because of those traumatic events, uh, being influenced, Barney, I mean, com- in complete shock, being influenced by Betty's, ra- like, trying to rationalize the situation by applying what she already had a history in, even her family, with UFOs, extraterrestrials, and already being in that belief system. Uh, I-, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it, but I have to because that's just the way my mind works, is I look at these things and I try to apply a rational reality lens to this and those are the things that i just can't i mean because like again so these concentric circles in the car right like there's these perfect circles could you imagine cops being over there banging with like batons on the back of their trunk telling them to get out get the fuck out and banging on their trunk with the baton i mean that baton has a perfectly round circle at the end of it you know, I mean, it's just, I know that doesn't, that doesn't explain the map. I know that doesn't explain uh, the, the strange occurrence with the compass, but that was only Betty and Barney's uh, explanation. No one else had gone over there with a the compass. So we don't know if that's really true. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just another, uh, another portion of them trying to rationalize what had happened. Because if you real, if you look at it, all the events are trying to rationalize what happened to them. It's not trying to rationalize like the environment around them, right? Like it's just. I'm, I'm uh, with you. 50% I hate to say it. Of the way. Okay. Okay. Well, so before you start on yours, Jesse, um, I did watch a couple of YouTube videos on this, and that was actually a popular kind of theory. Was oh, that yeah, yeah. that this was uh, something that had to do with law enforcement? That mm-hmm. this was something that was like a suppressed memory almost. Yeah. And remember, she describes these guys wearing blue suits with mm-hmm. what looked like cadet hats yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff. And so uh, it it's and her getting a more favorable treatment compared to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then so, again, the fucking it, eyes. Could you imagine how disgusting the individual would be? getting off to watching fucking barney have to watch if if this was real right mm-hmm. like if this was what actually happened this is just your opinion yeah this is just yeah. my opinion this doesn't reflect my 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 brother or my sisters 
could you imagine? Because he he described adamantly throughout the entire encounter those eyes, those eyes. They were always watching those mm-hmm. eyes. The motherfucker who's probably in front of him watching him, fucking laughing at him as his wife is whatever's happened to his wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's very disgusting. That's why I hate this uh, <laughs> theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I can't help but it's, feel like this is, it's, a, it's the one. It's, it's somewhat an, it's popular. An, it's yeah. an okay theory. Like I said, there, this, it's an okay. It's, it's something that if you went along with it, you could believe it if you wanted to. Yeah. But yeah. in my personal opinion, the fact that this guy, I mean, going into past marriage mm-hmm. uh, interviews. I don't think we mentioned that. that yeah. No. They had multiple marriages yeah. before marrying each yeah, other. So, no. <laughs> the, the, the story dives deeper, but I'm just going to kind of skim through it. So Barney, yes, he went through a lot. He was a, a, a serviceman, let alone person of color mm-hmm. and a minority at the, one of the worst times in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where Betty was not. Betty was kind of a beacon in her community, yeah. like said, uh, especially with her family, and they were freely to talk about anything. They mm-hmm. could even say, "Hey, we saw a UFO," and she was like, "Get out of here!" They're like, "Yeah, we, we, we did. We saw we saw something weird up in the sky." That's how much they were able to, yeah, let yeah. things go. So, okay, now we're going honeymoon coming back. I just don't see it happening. The the scuffing of the shoes, the the tearing of the clothes, nineteen sixties clothes was fucking crazy it was mm-hmm. layer upon layer upon layer with leather <laughs> yeah. it was it wasn't what we would consider now so the fact that it was treated that way uh it, it adds to the effect that yes they were abducted uh-huh, uh-huh. um these creatures or whatever you want to call them i think we give them too much credit mm-hmm. i think we put too much stock in their intelligence i think they have their own way of doing things but they view us as alien and they don't comprehend our behavior. And that's why they do the things that they do because Mm -hmm. it's a periodical thing where they're like, they, they, I don't think they can put a bead on what it is that we're about. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, again, they'll see the cruelty. They'll see the kindness Mm -hmm. and they don't get it. They're, they're so advanced that we're so far beyond their, their concept of what are they even doing? If we yeah. give them this knowledge and what we know, would they do more good or more harm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're basing it whatever telepathy. So they had to have gone through Betty's entire catalog, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. why she got treated the way she did. And Barney's catalog was a little bit more crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, it added a little bit more distress than what was, I guess, their general purpose. The book thing adds to me. A very viable thing where they were like yes take this and advance it because i think that in general when you're doing a charity case or you're viewing something that's not in the point where you're at you want to help out but if you realize that you give this 100 bucks to a crackhead (laughs) they're gonna go get more crack or uh if you give i don't know a somalian pirate a, a, a box of you know AK-47s, they're going to cause some trouble. You know what I mean? As good hearted as they think they're going to be. And I think they saw that. They saw that aspect of her. Because even afterwards, given the experience that she went through, 
she kind of didn't take it <laughs> humbly. She made uh-huh. it towards where I was the first one. Uh-huh. I'm Betty, and I know everything that there needs to be known about. And that's actually going to follow into, like, I was going to give some follow-up opinions. She was very uh-huh. arrogant uh-huh. about it. Yeah, and yeah. she saw what she saw, and they backed up her claims, which is a very important thing where they're like, yeah, you're right, you shit this is weird mm-hmm. and she was like yeah told y'all like why, why didn't y'all believe me like i told y'all and that arrogance carried across to what these creatures were like we're trying to make you forget yeah but she was like i'm not gonna forget yeah and barney on the other hand was like i want to forget and <laughs> it was ultimately i wish this never happened to me yeah. to begin mm-hmm. with yeah and it it shows you the two different perspectives of it it wasn't a couple that got abducted it was two different people. Yeah. Wow. That got. That is very impactful. That is a very, very. That, that's a, that's a huge statement. Yeah, you're absolutely it right. Is. It wasn't a couple that got. No, it wasn't a couple. It was two individuals. Two different individuals. Yeah, wow. That were in love. That's coming really back good. From their honeymoon. Yeah. They should have been at their peak togetherness. Where yeah, yeah. if she saw something happening to him, she would have been traumatized equally. Yeah. Because yeah. we just spent our honeymoon. We're in love we just got married i know that you don't have any teeth it's probably something you're conscious about mm-hmm. taking them out uh i just got through a marriage i'm very headstrong but you let me be the woman that i am it, it should have been a completely different mm-hmm. experience yeah towards yeah. where no they based it on what their experiences were and they separated them yeah mm-hmm. and it goes to show that that's only something of a higher intellect that they would have been like oh these people are really in love He's looking out for her. She's looking out for her. Separate them. Separate them. Yeah. They're, 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 not, they're not even supposed to be together in this world. They're segregated. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, I just wanted to share this last thing um, about an interview that I read that I was talking to Jesse about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so the name of the article is called The Grandmother of All Abductees. <laughs> and so you can find it. Did she nickname her no. something? Okay. No, the, the, the journalist did. <laughs> I think it's in, in jest. Well, actually, the journalist was like, can I say this without you hitting me? <laughs> but so... Betty was a very strong-willed person. She had a strong personality. Uh, Jesse was saying that when people described her, when she was in the room, you knew Betty was in the room. (laughs) So She ran ran an inn or something, like some kind of a a, a hospitality service, and they knew Betty. (laughs) Well, I I don't know about that, but um, during this interview, I did, I don't know, so... This is only my opinion, but Betty kind of rubbed me as like a alpha female type of person. Yeah, yeah. And so when she spoke about things, it seemed like she considered herself to be the what is it the term end all be all or <laughs> yeah, something the like mama that. Bear. The, this is me. Yeah. Well, she's the expert. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel that that's not fair, but uh, to say that because there are other people that have said that they have their own encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Betty and Barney's encounter would be considered encounters with the greys. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there are 12 races. Yeah. And so mm. when when she's speaking through this interview, she's talking about how she doesn't, I guess, trust UFO experts, she says. Mm-hmm. And she just goes really more to, like, government-type figures. And maybe I'm just misremembering, but, like, it seems like she trusts the the government type people more. She 
basically the way she was describing it is like I don't like going to these beautiful things because they try to discredit me mm-hmm. or they feel like they're more well versed on it. Right. Towards right. where like I have my evidence that was proven by Yeah. This. Well she okay, so the way y'all are describing it, she feels like Uncle Rico. Oh. That's the basically <laughs> yes. I mean, well, because she said that when people would uh, come to her and and about like I think I had a UFO abduction experience. Mm-hmm. She said that if they went to any type of like hypnosis, yeah, hypnosis sessions, she would automatically just Not, ignore yeah, them. She's like, I don't and believe you. even if they considered to have a hypnosis session, mm-hmm. that she would ignore them because she would say that. Any type of hypnosis session was not supposed to be valid unless it was a medical Medical hypnosis. hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And that's what she and uh, Barney had when I believe it was Dr. Stevens that had did it for them. Stevens or Simons? Oh, Simons. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Simons. Okay. Um, But, um, you know, and that's that's completely contrary to what the norm has become with these abductions. And every abduction is is uh, is unique to the individual because mm-hmm. i base it on like i said they go through your rolodex in right your head. right it, it, this isn't a procedure that goes because like i said they're not the way they're always described they're not physical beings they're like yeah mm-hmm. i'm here to take your lunch money <laughs> they're nerds and they're like oh shit what are they thinking about like what is their yeah comfort is it and i think what it's based on is like human beings yeah what do you respond best to uh, rom-coms, comedy, or horror. Yeah, yeah. What is your What's your brain gonna react to? Oh in yeah, this experience. Yeah. Well, well, with her, her thing was like depending on who was interviewing mm-hmm. this person for their um, ad- abduction experience. Yeah, what they would mm-hmm. cater to her. Yeah, if they kissed her ass or not. Or well, uh, no, like other people. Oh. Um, yeah, like say so and so interviewed this potential abductee right well so and so had these type of questions that led them into this type of situation so so and so had multiple cases yeah. of potential abductees saying that there was multiple cases where like, like the, the last thing that killed it for me for her was that she was supposed to be a speaker at one of these uh extraterrestrial ufo conventions and whatever and she had written a whole new book with constellations and mm-hmm. like basically like uh, fan fiction. Oh, so it's, it feels more like a money grab at that and point. And she presented it to them and she was booed and laughed off stage. <gasps> really? Yes. Okay. Well, wow. I, I don't. So I feel like I don't appreciate the way that she she would react to other people, but I still like feel like we should have a certain yeah, amount yeah, of respect yeah. towards uh, the, the fact that i'm saying that is because she she was like hey i got this new piece of knowledge for y'all i discovered zeta <laughs> particular thingy this is a new a new thing yeah. just like how back then this is it not and, about it and she was very gung-ho about it like she wasn't like she was just like yeah yeah remembered it yeah yeah boom here we go boom new knowledge and they were like like 
Are you make em ups? Yeah, and that's literally what 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 uh what led up to her. Wow. You know, like that's and all along the fucking dog is just in the back, just looking at both little of them shifty <laughs> eyes. Just little weeny dog, like Look, if what's going on, guys? <laughs> He's like, My experience was very different. I got fed drug treats to and belly rubs. There was some HR the- left Jeff with me and he just kept feeding me treats. <laughs> He said, I had a great experience. Five Look, out of five. I have the book. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I was gifted the knowledge. I know everything. The dog just sits up and starts doing the finger. Yeah, he's like, I know where they came from. I know where I am. Oh my gosh. That would I be know adorable. The to the universe. Yeah, me and me and Klaxar had like a very insightful <laughs> c- conversation. They're he speaks of, dog very yeah, fluently. Exactly. They're kind of stupid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh they have gosh. yet to uh, get people to take care of them like <laughs> yeah, no shit. I poop and they clean it up <laughs> and we are conquering the world one poop at a time <laughs> Just, wow well if there's anything that I took away from this is that uh, I want to start alien abducting goth ladies no no that's not an alien abduction that's a true crime abduction <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Sorry, it, it sounds no. like a good time. People no, are into it doesn't. That. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, <laughs> I am like, girls, man. <laughs> I'm like three fourths of a bottle into my fucking what is this? Margarita. My wine margarita. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Rancho La Gloria Hotel <laughs> recipe. It's great. But anyways, um, thank yes. you guys. If you've stuck around this long, it Eric arrived around. Eight, I don't know but around what time we started we recording. We had a lot of spiels. We had a, yeah. the, the our spooky update was long. Yeah, itself, but we're we're almost to eleven p.m. Yeah, I mean this was <laughs> this is a very like we didn't even graze a lot of the stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff that I left out that I wanted to push in, but we're there's we're, quite yeah. a bit of information that we just had to to leave out oh yeah for time's sake oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. there's there's way more yeah stuff. there's uh what's the name of the book eric that uh oh the un uh the uninterrupted uninterrupted journey yeah. there you go yeah. and i looked it up on thinking i could find an ebook on it and on amazon like the paper I, book was like four or five hundred dollars you gotta pay her yeah, yeah. i was just like, like holy shit it, I, mean, I don't even know if she's <laughs> no she's not no okay. i was like no. but you have to pay like it was a, a large amount. Yeah, it was a yeah. thing. Hey, look, buddy, I'm going to be, if if we ever do start these trade routes, I'm going to be a fucking pirate of them motherfucking trade routes. Cause I got Star a, Lord. I yeah. got <laughs> about to say that, I mean, I got a bootleg copy of. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Interrupted journey. <laughs> no one's sticking nothing up my anus. We're robbing shit. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do these things. Hey, look, this that's the first thing that I'm telling Claxar is like, God, ladies. You're all like that's that's the people that oh my gosh. I'd be like, check it out before you start anything. (laughs) What do you mean, Jesus? No, like Claxar. I'm talking Uh about I was like, before we start anything. Drink this drink this Lone Star. (laughs) Chug it. And let me tell you exactly what's going on. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Just go, go this bakery. I'm, I'm gonna start tricking them. There's this bakery on the street right here, and there's this <laughs> wonderful baker. Her name is such and such. So you I need to try like, the croissants. <laughs> watch and be like, <laughs> we scanned your mind, and you want fiesta sucia. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the awesome. The two shoe thing. 
The very one soccer shoe. Yeah, very oh sought after in our community. The cleats. <laughs> we need the cleats. The one cleat. And we always uh, wondered where uh, Hispanic Elvis went off to. Yeah, we thought us. he died too. He's, he one, shows he's up. one of us. He shows up. I'm not lying. He crashed, he crashed landed here like 400 years ago. Honestly, oh like, God. if we, if, he if was San to take Antonio. Over, but I guess he fell in love with the rockabilly Elvis. Like, he just became a fan. For real, if you come to San Antonio, hopefully you have. The privilege to run into Hispanic Elvis. Oh, yeah. Go to Las Palmas HEB. Apparently, he's always at the bus stop. (laughs) You're making fun of this alien from a civilized... Oh, my God. ...advanced... I know. ...that fell in love with our rockabilly and decided not to take over our planet, okay? (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I mean, little do you know that cardboard guitar that he plays? I mean, it plays like... The next is a reality. Yeah. Yeah. The next is a reality. You know what? I wish we could, like actually meet him but he's always in character he's a method actor he uh, truly is he method really actor is. on par with daniel day lewis method actor he's he's the he's a he's fucking creature of, he is elvis. he's a creature of high intelligence that loves elvis he's never gonna break character you know i've home. never heard him like i've never heard I've him never talk. heard him talk either it's because he doesn't know our language no it well but we subconsciously, subconsciously when he's playing that guitar we hear the I music i fucking understand all I, he knows is elvis. it's in my heart all it's he, in my heart what do you guys not get oh, all he knows is elvis he clash landed here <laughs> at that time in texas elvis oh, johnny cash shit. big bopper over here and that's what he learned he's just like okay wow we really love hispanic elvis <laughs> <laughs> all right guys if you've stuck around this long holy shit i wish i could give you a medal <laughs> like a pokemon gym badge i'll or something. invite you when klaxar comes and gets me we'll go on a goth lady <laughs> extravaganza no god no <laughs> anyways thank you for sticking around if you are in San Antonio and if you are available, visit us at the Victoria's Black Swan Inn Paranormal Fest on September 8th, 2021. Yeah. 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 Because I'm pretty sure we're going to still be doing yeah. episodes next year. Tax are like, why do I have to pick up so much twisted tea <laughs> for these goth girls? He's all, what is a squinkle? <laughs> Why what is salsagetti? Oh, yeah, like, why do we have to stop at animals for, for chamoy? <laughs> to get so, these like, girls. Alamo candy? Oh, they require so much stuff. What is chamoy? <laughs> it's the payoff, Pat. Sorry, it's the payoff. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, guys, thank you for sticking around. Um, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us, give us some good ratings. Um, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever else you're listening to us. Send in your stories to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. Continue oh. your, continue your, uh, silly rabbit. Yeah, Thank silly you, Mr. Rabbit. Silly, silly Rabbit. Continue yeah. your, uh, fact checking on this. We Thank you. It. We <laughs> really like appreciate that, uh, it. Smoking yeah. dude from, yeah. uh, X Files. What? <laughs> you never saw the X-Files? The, I saw the, it. The smoking man that always like gives them those uh, knowledge facts. Yeah, yeah. You know what Just I'm talking about, right? Just yeah. dropping straight knowledge. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are a smoking man, dude. Anyways, <laughs> no, I don't know. But Rabbit says... You <laughs> you're clearly have an IQ of all three of us combined. Oh, 
<laughs> I am the simplest of jacks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the guy that raw dogs his notes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jesse does not take notes and it kind of upsets me because my memory is so bad. And I'm over here like, shut up, guys. I'm typing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, you're almost like, no, I just raw dog my notes. It's all in the brain. <laughs> It's all in the reflex. Yeah. yeah like Anyways. I, that's why I forget the animal position. <laughs> like the location and all these historical facts for this knowledge. Um, anyways. Okay, guys. Um, I What's hope y'all. Again? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I hope you guys have a great following week. If you are uh, in the way of Hurricane, what is it? Ida? Ida. I hope yeah. you guys stay safe. Yeah, be safe. Yeah. Um, stay safe. Uh, make sure to, uh, I don't know what you even do in a hurricane. Just be safe and yeah, uh, be safe. hope your family's okay. Yeah, also, definitely. Um, oh, any yeah. spooky stories you guys got out there, shoot them on to us, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Yeah, I, I know there's nothing that could comfort y'all in this time, but hopefully we maybe we could maybe Make just, you laugh. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we can do that for y'all. Alrighty, guys. Um, all right. Hope to see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.